Good morning. Today is Monday, the 13th of May, 2019. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 41 and 52, Wisdom 1, verse 16 through 2:11, and then 21 through 24, Colossians 1, 1 through 14, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. We give you thanks, O God. We give you thanks calling upon your name and declaring all your wonderful deeds. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, Let us kneel in silence, and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalm 41. Happy are those who consider the poor. The Lord delivers them in the day of trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. They are called happy in the land. You do not give them up to the will of their enemies. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed. In their illness you heal all their infirmities. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies wonder in malice when I die, and my name perish, when I will die, and my name perish. And when they come to see me, they utter empty words, while their hearts gather mischief. When they go out, they tell it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They think that a deadly thing has fastened on me, that I will not rise again from where I lie. Even my bosom friend in whom I trusted, who ate of my bread, has lifted the heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me, and raise me up, that I may repay them. By this I know that you are pleased with me, because my enemy has not triumphed over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity, and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and Amen. 
Psalm 52 Why do you boast, O mighty one, of mischief done against the godly? All day long you are plotting destruction. Your tongue is like a sharp razor, you worker of treachery. You love evil more than good, and lying more than speaking the truth. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear and will laugh at the evildoer, saying, See the one who would not take refuge in God, but trusted in abundant riches and sought refuge in wealth. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because of what you have done. In the presence of the faithful, I will proclaim your name, for it is good. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the Wisdom of Solomon. But the ungodly by their words and deeds summoned death. Considering him a friend, they pined away and made a covenant with him because they are fit to belong to his company. For they reasoned unsoundly, sang to themselves, Short and sorrowful is our life, and there is no remedy when a life comes to its end, and no one has been known to return from Hades. For we were born by mere chance, and hereafter we shall be as though we had never been. For the breath in our nostrils is smoke, and reason is a spark kindled by the beating of our hearts. When it is extinguished, the body will turn to ashes, and the spirit will dissolve like empty air. Our name will be forgotten in time, and no one will remember our works. Our life will pass away like the traces of a cloud, and be scattered like mist that is chased by the rays of the sun and overcome by its heat. For our allotted time is the passing of a shadow, and there is no return from our death because it is sealed up and no one turns back. Come, therefore, let us enjoy the good things that exist and make use of the creation to the full as in youth. Let us take our fill of costly wine and perfumes and let no flower of spring pass us by. Let us crown ourselves with rosebuds before they wither. Let none of us fail to share in our revelry. Everywhere let us leave signs of enjoyment because this is our portion and this is our lot. Let us oppress the righteous poor man. Let us not spare the widow or regard the gray hairs of the aged, but let our might be our law of right, for what is weak proves itself to be useless. Thus they reasoned, but they were led astray, for their wickedness blinded them, and they did not know the secret purposes of God nor hope for the wages of holiness, nor discern the prize for blameless souls. For God created us for incorruption and made us in the image of his own eternity. But through the devil's envy, death entered the world and those who belong to his company experience it. Hear what the spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C, the Song of Hannah. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. 
My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you, nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. Do not heap up prideful words or speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the weak are clothed in strength. Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold, while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life, casts down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's, on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ and Colossae. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you. Just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Q, A Song of Christ's Goodness Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us, and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. 
Lord Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. For the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. One Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain, rubbed them in their hands, and ate them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath, so that they might find an accusation against him. Even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy it? After looking around at all of them, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care 
and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now is the time for that we usually have some additional and, and maybe focused towards current circumstances and prayer requests, um, prayers, and then also I usually go over the readings a little bit. So let's pray the prayer attributed to St. Francis. I think we could all really use this. <laughs> I had that seminar on Friday and Saturday about um, healthy congregations, family systems, and the church. And it's applicable not just to the church, of course, but to our home life, to our work life, all of that. And it is so much easier said than done to not react to reactiveness in the system. And it was enlightening, um, and I pray that it is not discouraging to anyone but instead that we have clear hope and guidance through what we learned over the weekend. I know that um, many of us work and live in high-stress environments. It's kind of the state of our world today that it's high-stress, so I think that St. Francis has, has got some relevant words for us. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. 
O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment, and light riseth up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what Thou wouldst have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in Thy light we may see light, and in Thy straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It's tempting to see our Psalms today, 41 and 52, as vindication Psalms. God forgive me, but smite them. I think that there is a deeper meaning that we can garner, especially in the context of our daily lives. Psalm 41, verse 10, But you, O Lord, be gracious to me, and raise me up, that I may repay them. I would say that we should repay, as it says in the Our Father that we say multiple times a day, we should repay our enemies the way that God has repaid us with grace and love and, and help. And I think often that help comes in the form of, of prayer and just believing the best about others. And I'm not talking about naivete. I'm just talking about stop and try to translate what we're receiving in a way that removes the filter and the supposition. So I'll give you an example. Um, well, actually, that might be a little too personal. So I will, um, I'll just give you a for instance. If my friend comes to me and says X and I hear it through the cloud of my own stress and anxiety and frustration, I'm probably not hearing clearly. So if I can take a moment, clear my own stuff out of the way and try to hear them clearly, that's awesome. It's also kind of step A. Step B, the next level, is to try to hear them without all their gunk. So there's two translations that, that occur and I think the Holy Spirit can help us with both so that we hear from the place of intent, not as it's gotten lost either in expression or in receipt. And I know that's a lot to ask, but it's something that we can maybe be mindful of. Our reading from the wisdom of Solomon, I think, is summed up in the final verses. Thus they reasoned, but they were led astray. For their wickedness blinded them, and they did not know the secret purposes of God. And finally, in the second part of verse 24, those who belong to his company experience it. And this references those who belong to the devil's company. And I think that the point here, although there's very extreme language used, um, applies on a very basic level. what we allow to speak into our lives is going to become our truth. The perspective that we align with and view from becomes what we follow. And if we are not careful, it's very easy to be led astray. I think in a very basic and practical way, that's why it's important to 
have a wide array of sources and perspectives and understand that no matter the intent, there can be mistakes. And that's why we have balance. That's why we have the testing of faith, so to speak. That's why we lift things up. That's why we process them in whatever way we personally process information, you know, whether we're a verbal processor and we talk it through using a friend or a trusted advisor as a sounding board, or if we're kind of research-based and we view it from several different sources. But the point is that there needs to be a variety of perspectives and that the foundation needs to be a personal relationship with Jesus. Practical, practical application in our world today, I think, is, is news media. We all have media sources that we're comfortable with, that align with our viewpoints. None of them are truly objective, right? And if, if we're only hearing one perspective, it's really easy to get really entrenched, right? And so that's why sometimes it's good to listen to those that we disagree with just to you know, try to understand the phrase, tell me more, is such an important one. And it's, it's so interesting to me when you say, tell me more, and the response is, I don't know how to say it any more clearly than that. I pray, Lord, that we, we find a way to go deeper, especially with the people that we care about and that we're involved with, that we can come to a greater understanding of each other. I pray, Lord, for revelation and for insight and for collaboration, for peace and understanding, as it were. Our New Testament reading today in Colossians I think it's important to note how the epistles start out you know they start out with establishing a place of common ground and trust and love particularly in this case and then we move on to the discussion and to the prayer and this one is like this is encouragement this is about love and encouragement in my mind. And so I think we can almost pray this verbatim over ourselves and our lives. We have not ceased praying, verse 9, asking that we may be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. And I would pause here and say that fully pleasing to the Lord is continually seeking after God. Fully pleasing doesn't mean perfect. That's an impossibility. But it means continually seeking and working toward and having as the focus of our lives relationship with God. May we be made strong with all the strength that comes from God's glorious power. And may we be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God who has enabled us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. God has rescued us. In God, we have redemption and forgiveness. 
praise God. Let us live fully in that grace, redemption, and forgiveness and extend it to others. Let us accept it in ourselves and extend it to others. God willing and by God's grace. Amen. Our gospel reading speaks again to Jesus breaking the rules, violating the letter of law for the spirit, where he heals on the Sabbath. He restores strength. God's time is not human time, and God's timing is not human timing. Sabbath day, weekday, regular day, any day is a day for God's healing. What speaks to me personally here is the reminder to stop, remove the glasses that give me tunnel vision, and embrace the grace and healing of the moment because sometimes it comes when it's inconvenient. Sometimes it comes when it seems to be in the way. Sometimes my son asks me, or sometimes he doesn't have the words to ask me, but his actions ask me to stop hurrying, to stop rushing, and to spend a moment. God grant us the grace to make space in our lives for moments of healing. Amen. Speaking of healing, I'd like to say some special healing prayers, and I would ask that you all intercede with me on behalf of all those that are sick, both people and systems that are sick in spirit, soul, or body, heart, mind, or will. Gracious God, we commend to your loving care all who suffer, especially those who come seeking your healing grace for themselves or for others. Give them patience and hope in their distress. Strengthen and uphold them in mind and body and grant by your intervention that all your people may be made whole according to your desire through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This might seem a little off topic, but I've been reminded again lately that that healing and goodness and grace are not formulaic. That because just because we suffer doesn't mean we've been doing things wrong. <laughs> when my faith was being rekindled through crisis in my early 20s, It might have been unspoken, but I had this belief that the reason that things had become so very difficult for me and that I had hit my personal rock bottom was that I hadn't been following the formula. I hadn't been doing things right. And I thought that if I could just impose the formula, this unknown formula, the formula that that fundamentalism, I think, proposes to have, and forgive me if that's offensive, I don't mean to be, it's the draw, I think, of 
of fundamentalism. If you just don't do this, then you'll be okay. And that's not true. Sometimes you do everything right. Sometimes we do everything right, and it's not okay. It's not just free will either. It's just the state of of an imperfect world. But if God wanted it perfect, God could have stepped in. He could have taken it back. He's omniscient. So it's not that God allows bad things. It's that God enters into our imperfect persons, our imperfect world with us and redeems. He enter, we enter into cooperation with God and God's redemptive and reconciliatory process and amazing things happen, miracles happen, healing happens, beauty happens. But it is beyond our human power to stop bad things from happening, to stop pain and sickness and death. And I think to an extent, going back and figuring out blame is a waste of energy. There is value in introspection and self-reflection and figuring out what we can do better next time, learning from our mistakes, or as a friend of mine would call them, lessons, right? But we do, we do ourselves and our world a disservice when we dwell in a constant cycle of trying to figure it out, trying to force it into perfection. There needs to be a degree of flexibility and grace. And uncertainty is, is uncomfortable for the human spirit, some of us more so than others. So it is, you know, the ability to live in that place of tension between learning and grace that I think is the best fertile ground for healing. Thank you all very much. May we go forth today in cooperation with God to bear that tension, to spread love and healing in our own souls and extend it to those around us. Amen. Let's, um, let's close up with the general thanksgiving on page 101 of the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, 
and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.